Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. My name is Tom. You can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Uh, today, we have big Ohio news, and then it's also the rest of the election. I realized that Ohio kind of like sucked the fame out of Tuesday's night's results, but there were other states. We're going to be discussing them as well. Then we have uh, stuff from the feds. Uh, there's a former DA, DEA official saying he would be shocked if it's not rescheduled by uh, the next election. We have more on the GOP because, well, GOP out of Ohio, they may try to do something that we've seen in other states. If you've been hanging out with this station, you've seen us cover when a state will legalize and then the powers that be say, oh, our, our people were confused. Bless their little heads. And we have some more stuff out of um, earnings. There's some earnings news. And then we have a name that strain. So let's bring on Miggy and get into cannabis legalization news for the week. That is November 12th, 2023. Yo, Miggy, what's happening? Congrats, Ohio. Michael's in the house. What up, everybody? Congrats, Ohio. 
Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. That was that was pretty freaking dope when that happened, and that was that was by a wide margin as well. Uh, Ohio won yeah. pretty big, but you know, uh, one of the things that we let off with last week's show uh, was some flute music, and uh, we didn't do that this time. Like, and so we asked the the people that tune in, and if you're tuning in, you know, God bless you, and don't forget to click the like and also subscribe. Uh, we had some silly flute music. And so let's put on that Sule flute music right now that people, they either liked it or they hated it. What? Did you see, dude? We have 33,000 hits so far on the last one. Reviews. So, like, silly, silly flute music clearly doesn't, is was the thing is, you know. Yeah, that's right. But uh, we asked them, like, what should we do? Should we do more silly flute music? Should we do a, a professional branded intro? This one sounds like way more professionally branded, I thought, you know, but I don't know. It's, and then, uh, or should we rip off Wayne's World intro? That's the, the one that's down there. Um, and, and it was pretty close. It was a uh, Wayne's World intro wins. We're going to have to rip off Wayne's World intro in the future. So tune in to future episodes of Cannabis Legalization News, where it'll be Wayne's World. And we're looking down on Wayne's basement. But that's not Wayne's basement. Isn't that weird, yeah, man? <laughs> Well, it is, you know, what's funny is the fact that we're going to have a store in Peoria. And for the longest time, I always thought it was Peoria where Wayne's World was at. No, no, that is uh, Aurora. Aurora yeah. is a couple hours north than Peoria. But, you know, it's pretty close. Hey, let's get into the main story that everybody saw on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to add it right there. And then I'm going to, before before we get into it too much, have a little bit of trail magic. Uh, the THC loophole. The best example of one of the THC locals, the beverages. And then what they did in uh, Minnesota is great, but they, they will never be able to do that in Illinois because they already let the horse out of the barn. Maybe they should do that in Ohio before they let the horses out of the barn, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I mean, as far as regulation goes, how, how the, uh, the rules are? Uh, they allowed the breweries to do low THC uh, oh, okay. products first. Uh, and so like now there's too many people in Illinois that have already gotten an infuser license or a grow license and they've sunk hundreds of not millions, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into a beverage line. And I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks because then the economies of scale, like if you already owned a brewery, it's a lot easier to make that ancillary product because you already have all the equipment. Right, you know? right. Uh, I think Missouri has the same thing, right? Or, uh, they, or was it no? unique. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota's yeah. unique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did have uh, infused beverages at one of their uh, farm, state fair type stuff, too. I don't know. I don't know. But and why are we celebrating so much if THCA and uh, the the beverage loophole is already the law of the land uh, through all 50 states? Why do how come like this this thing happened? And then on that day, like we got 80 bazillion phone calls because we're result one for how to like open a dispensary in Ohio over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Well, every time why do people okay. care then like if, if it's already legal how come this is big news it's business you know and, and, and not just business but people really do wait to you know not everybody's out trying to find a plug or you know some people wait until the rules change so they go to the store you know and that's it yeah they just don't get that the thca is weed they just don't get it well, yeah, that, I mean, as far as the, the rules and the uh, semantics, well, that will change too, right? If uh, the hemp bill is changed, uh, blah, 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 blah. 
there's not going to be a hemp bill this year because the right. ineptitude in Congress, the hemp bill won't come out until next year, but we'll see how the rescheduling goes as well. I don't, if I was an entrepreneur in cannabis and I didn't have a THC license. Yeah. I mean like, but they, they, they don't care. Like when you mention it on the, uh, the podcast or anything like that, or I, I do posts, I always ask him, how much money did you make in hemp last year? And one guy was like $925,000. I'm like, uh-huh. It's just like Upton Sinclair said over a hundred years ago. If you find out where people's getting their money, they're fine with how they're getting their money. Right. So like they don't care that they are going, they aren't paying taxes. They didn't have to get a license. Not. They didn't have to like card somebody. They're just getting that money yo, and they don't have to worry about somebody kicking down their door. Well, I mean, they got their own different loopholes when it comes to that money, right? They're they're going to pay their taxes as some sort of revenue. I mean, there might, there might not no. be a hemp tax, but they're they're paying federal. Sales, no, tax. they're just paying sales tax. It's just like your mm. regular business, like, it's like you're selling selling yeah. pot, opposed right. to like you know. Well, like uh, you know, when Ohio uh, just legalized it, uh, you know, like my Google Trends uh, popped up, and I have it uh, for to for marijuana for two words marijuana and cannabis and and, mm -hmm. and it would increase the 108 percent for marijuana and 39 percent for cannabis every time there's a you know some sort of policy going around and ohio did it right right like they went by county by county remember we had appalachia uh normal on here we've had michael willett we've talked about their their process and uh, you know they went county by county you know, it's almost like state by state. If you think about it, like a mini America, how they did it or they could. It's it's extremely popular. But, you know, my, my whole thing on that is like, what's the point? There's going to now be 2000 applications for these 50 uh, social equity dispensary licenses in the next year or so. And, and if people didn't think that it was a cash opportunity or understood the THCA loophole, they just wouldn't give a shit. But anyway, uh, the taxes, for example, the 10 percent sales tax anticipated to generate between 270 and 400 million dollars uh none of that is being paid by hemp stores you know yeah. and so no, uh, that's true. That. well and again but, the okay. the hemp uh derived delta nine that gets infused in these markets right this is like an unfair advantage that hemp producers have so yeah. that's another thing that's gonna be addressed state by state like here in washington state that's been addressed but you know it's gonna be addressed in other legal it takes effect on December 7th. And so they passed it. The effective date is a month thereafter. And then after six months or nine months, I think I'd have to go read the statute again. Uh, and then the rules, they're also out. They become effective on the 7th. So we're working on a scripted video on those uh, like definitions of social equity, who's going to get a license. And it's just a straight giveaway to the medical providers that are already there. But it becomes the law of the land in Ohio on December 7th. So light up. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I see a lot of uh, questions on Reddit about like, hey, it's legal now. Where can I go? The, 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 the way the process works, you don't have a store like magically the next day. Now, now, now it's just been taken out as priority for policing, really, right? It's not uh, the medical providers. It's just like Illinois. And so there's about mm -hmm. 144 medical licenses for retail that have been awarded. Not all of them are opened double that. And so they're all going to get uh, a hybrid license and then they're all, so they're going to be able to sell both medical and uh, adult use, and then they get another license. And so there'll be at least 288, but then the cultivators that are out there and they have a class one, two, and three and class mm -hmm. one cultivators are ginormous. They're like hundred thousand square feet of canopy. I think they wow. get three new dispensaries, 
maybe, maybe it's just two. And then uh, the schedule or the class two ones, those are 25,000 square feet. So pretty darn large. Uh, 25,000 square feet would probably make you um, maybe about like 15 to 17,000 pounds a year. Um, but then the only ones that are going to actually get awarded are 40 social equity class threes, which oh. max out at 5,000 square feet. So basically Missouri microbros. I mean, it's still going to be a limited life state no matter what. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the I, th I think the important part of this whole rule, the, the fact that Ohio went from 1930 to 2050 in a matter of a vote, you know, protecting women's rights and legalizing uh, cannabis, uh, home grows. They have up to 12 plants in a private residence that they can grow, which is pretty dope. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, I need to put that into the notes as well about the uh, personal consumption. Also, the possession limits are two and a half ounces, but you know, yeah. possession limits, you know, go buy as many handles of vodka as you can at the store and see if anybody bothers you about saying, no, sir, you can't have that. Right. Or, or, yeah. or, or, or even question what you do on your off time, right? If people find out you're a cannabis consumer, they assume, I mean, I, I smoke most of the day if I can, but yeah, they assume that you're stoned all day. Most people, you know, they treat it like a an evening thing or a weekend thing. You know, it's not a uh, or a relaxation stuff. thing. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a wellness issue. It's supposed yeah. to be. People don't understand that it's a wellness issue. Well, the people in the industry do. The people outside the industry don't care. Yeah. Well, and then when you say industry too, I think just consumers, right? I mean. You know, I think that's why we, we got uh, 30,000 views within a week in our last videos, because we talk about policy as well as, you know, this this is a long no, and dude, arduous thing. There's only know? one reason we got those views. It's right here. Check this out. Oh, it's the flute. They love this fucking jam. Hey, if you guys love this fucking jam, don't forget to smash those likes and also click subscribe and then leave us a comment about how much you hate this music or love it because we're trying to get 30,000 views. Oh, man, Whoa. I feel like a ham sandwich after that one. We're almost at the 50K subscribers, too, so we can help help a brother out so we can quit. Help a brother job. out. We're trying to get <laughs> well, everybody. You got to you got to keep your day job till your night job pays. So you got to figure exactly. out how to make your night job pay. That's what I'm that. We need more numbers. I'm, I'm getting greedy now. I'm, I'm going to ask people, give me a like, give me a share, give me a subscribe. <laughs> yeah. So annoyed. Not doing this hey. for my health. Doing this because it's the right thing to do. Pretty much. We got the Congress on a report provides considerations for cannabis economic development, eh? Yeah, this is out of the businessofcannabis.com, that publication, so you know it's true. The DEA is currently reviewing scheduling after HHS told them to go to Schedule 3. The Recreational Marijuana and Economic Development Report provides several considerations for Congress concerning the economic development, and it suggests that Congress could take action, including descheduling or rescheduling. They can't deschedule it because that would bring us out of compliance with international treaties from 1961 uh, unless they actually amend the Controlled Substances Act. So what they've done so far is they're using the text of the Controlled Substances Act to reschedule the substance as opposed to using the powers of Congress to pass an amendment to the actual Controlled Substances Act that would take out schedule or section 903 that injects the uh, international oversight for that treaty from uh, the 1961. And so yeah. we should see how cannabis is defined under that to determine whether or not like our farm bill is out of compliance with it. 
but still um, uh, not just that there's also then uh, the ability to, to, to move the scheduling and so that's going to be happening uh, in 2024, we have to get the uh, new rule published. Maybe that new rule would take a more comprehensive approach to uh, regulating THC. But then again, the Farm Bill is an act of Congress. So the only thing that really caused all this was a definitional, just the definition yeah. that they didn't understand. And so Congress still doesn't understand it and they don't care because that's not why they got elected. They got elected to make their own careers or like serve the people. Right. Well, I mean, supposedly, but I, I, I just think, I know you, you say like, we can't be within, you know, breaking our own treaties or whatever, but like, I would hope we, we, we focus infrastructurally wise with the, you know, progress on like, you know, policy and policing and all the, the shit that comes with actual reform of this plant. And then, you know, if the, the tree becomes such a violation, let's, let's review it later. Let's, let's discuss this folks. Let's talk about how, you know, the law was based off of not science, but just personal opinions and, uh, you know, no data behind it. You know, we, we keep talking about the data or the, the need for studies, but we're past that point now. Correct. Correct. And then we had a couple of little comments. Farm bill update. Uh, stay tuned until next year when they might have a farm bill. They're going to shut down Congress next week. That's what they're going to do first. Oh, God. Yeah. And the, oh, yeah, yeah. They're inept. They're completely inept. And then just as inept as Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania also inept politicizing the crap out of the cannabis plant. Well, well there was good news with Kentucky, though. You know, they, they kept their Democratic uh, governor with, with potential to now have a legalization on the ballot because it wouldn't have happened with Alaska. Or, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. We should go over the rest of the election. It wasn't just Ohio winning. It was also yeah. Andy Bashir beating, uh, I think his name was David Cameron, but he was the actual um, you know, prime minister of England a while back. Something Cameron, They're the attorney general of the state, ran against the governor and lost by uh, over 5%. So that means that Andy Bashir has another four years to roll out their medical program down in Kentucky, which is supposed to start uh, pretty soon, like in 2025. And the, the other problem, and we're going to get to it later, uh, in, in Ohio with the Republicans in power there and the power that the administration has to kind of derail that system. But that happened in Virginia. And then two years later, Virginia is now both seats got taken back by the Democrats. So if they can get Yunkin out of the way, I don't care that he's a Republican. I care that he is getting in the way of the cannabis industry in Virginia. And again, yeah. I realize that THCA is legal so that, you know, isn't it already legal everywhere? Who cares about cannabis legalization news anymore? It's done, bro. That's uh, one yeah. Of the, you tell the, the people who, yeah. who are harassed by uh, law enforcement and all the other, you know, rigor mortis that comes with it. I mean, uh, unfortunately, it just doesn't happen overnight, right? Like, like any of this. But to help us, we got to put people in place that are going to be with our, our, you know, our, our self interest, our personal interest. You know. Uh, not like you can just like elect like uh, Jesse Ventura or Howard Stern on one policy, right? These guys are going in on multiple platforms and, and we have to make them aware that this is something that everybody can. It just it's freakishly weird how the Republican Party is like clinging to this like Mike Johnson, dude, like how they how they brought him up. Then all the stuff coming out about him. You're just pissing like, off half our viewers. And so like, that's the thing, oh, wow. you know, you can, you can say what you will. I'll just get the data and just say, OK, look on this one issue. They are voting against it 95% of the time. What's up with that? That's yeah. it, you know? But we'll check that out. Yeah. I mean, figure one right here is marijuana-related jobs. They've mm. been going up. 
they really went up in 2022. They actually came down a little bit in 2023. Uh, that's probably because no more states really came online. And and New Jersey's done a shit job in, in licensing people, to be honest. Mm. And then um, New York has done a shit job in licensing people. Yeah. Uh, Illinois is doing pretty good, but you know not as good as Missouri. Missouri's doing a, a much better job with throughput of uh, getting companies operational. Ohio's doing a pretty good job, too. Uh, New Mexico, great job. Uh, almost too good because it's an unlimited state. Uh, but, you know, the the rapidity that it takes. And so, like, when you're budgeting to open your dispensary, do you budget to not be able to be operational for three months because of regulatory neglect? Like, yeah. you, you've already hired all your people. Miggy, come on, man. I'm you trying to find a little thingy. I know, they're little, you know. Hey, I'm more worried about the 420 than I am about the little CLA. It's right above each other. All right, let's let's take a small commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk about some stuff. Duh. All right. Well, there's that. That should have been turned off, and then. Was not able to get the other one. We have to do a better job of understanding our data on how many times we can talk before it'll be 20 past the hour. And that's kind of my fault. I was writing an article, uh, not all that different from this one, about how to open a dispensary in Ohio. And so I was nice. going over all of Ohio's crap and using some chat GPT. Not really impressed, but it does kind of help you summarize a few things mm. and then you just have to rewrite it. Uh, yeah, this this got us a huge traffic spike and a lot of people that wanted to um, talk to us over here at the collateral base, um, which, nice. you know, yeah, because cannabisindustrylawyer.com, that's that's the feeder that gets a lot of the, the traffic that then turns into leads. And then we go and talk to you at the collateral base uh, and we see whether or not you're a good fit. Somebody called earlier today and like several times. Uh, they are not a good fit. They are a retired school teacher who's never been arrested for weed. And I'm like, oh, you're ineligible for the next round. I mean, really, that's what people should look at. I mean, uh, the qualifiers are always out there and are pretty, pretty, pretty accessible to learn if you qualify or not, right? Like, uh, you know, if you've been arrested, you know, if your income is whatever, you know, just go to the site. Well, then there's six zip codes and stuff where it gets a little bit yeah. fuzzy. And then also states always self-deal, like Maryland's just asking for a dormant commerce clause challenge with the way that they're doing their system. And yeah. everybody's really asking for an equal protection challenge when it comes to social equity to begin with. But, you know. Well, and then we got the interstate clause, you know, lawsuits that are coming about. So mm -hmm. we were far away from like just any norms, you know, that's that's the thing, right? We, <clears throat> if you're a consumer in a plant, there's a lot of things you already know about, you know, but then I see a lot of questions on Reddit, a lot of uh, people wondering, uh, just even uh, regular consumption, just asking general questions, things that I assume for the most part that like, oh, how, how do you not know that already? Like a lot of pictures of people posting their weed, does this look smokable, yeah. but it's mostly trichomes they see, like they're scared yeah. it's mold. <laughs> it's yeah, well, that'll happen, but uh, yeah. social equity in Ohio. It will be the arrest. Uh, they also have the same unconstitutional provision they had last time. I don't have the Ohio regulations pulled up right now, but they just like Ohio will just start saying like names of people's colors of skin and gender. And I'm like, 
you, you did the same thing five years ago. It was illegal then. It's illegal now. Why do you even put it in there? Uh, and then also the um, the disproportionately uh, impacted areas. So those ones will be coming up too. I mean, there are going to be very expensive markets to tap into uh, for sure because of the tight uh, hurdles they're going to put over people, just like Texas, right? Like any of these, like, I want to say, you know, the, the fiscal people, the people who make money um, when these new laws come about, because this fucking industry is a lot of money. If you get, because the limited licenses, it's the lottery ticket, right? Like still thinking about our store and just waiting. You know, I just, I'm so excited to learn about the, the 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 business side of things opposed to how like i was telling you you know buying a quarter pound how i used to and then break it up uh different world you know one that's going to pay uh, uh actual like bills and then the other one you know and then also educate too you know but opposed to being a kid who only sold enough to make you know my own habit that's right yeah. that's right and so um where are we on these things? And so I need the to grassroots. Nah, no, I need to. Um, yeah, I, I screwed up several things in this. I should have kept working on the actual scripted material and just went over the show notes for like a half hour as opposed oh. to three minutes while I'm watching football. But yeah, but it, uh, that one is a good one. And so we should probably get this into the trending, which we were supposed to hit a while back. That's right. For first time, Americans favor legalizing wheat. This is not the one. God damn it. And so I am going to be pissed off at um, that is what is okay. It's okay, man. So what uh, what story are you looking for? You're looking for the grassroots support legalized marijuana hits record 70%. Right, right. And so that was a, an interlink that they had. And so this is the one that's okay. right. And then this is the interlink that they... Okay, you've... you've taken oh, I just put it up there, one. making sure that's the one yeah. you wanted. We got to hire um, somebody whose job is to produce the show. If you want to produce the show and a really swish at like, um, you know, StreamYard, uh, great. Get in touch with us. Email Miggy. Let's go ahead and email Miggy over at 420 binary. Yeah, and then and we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, we're just two guys. I'm glad this really helps your uh, company. And I think, though, like I said, I'm excited to be a part of the business side of things. And then able to, like, from their funnel content, the revenues that I make, I'm going to try and make content for the testing stuff. The stuff that I do, you know, on my day-to-day, I want to I break it down for the average consumer and be like, this is how lab studies and this is why they're important and this is what's done you know we, we still you know once we get that foundation for the consumer and everybody on the same page i think uh it's, it's good it'll be good so yeah there's yep. a lot of people who support so this was this is what it actually was it was this story came out this week and then this is an interlink from it from 10 years ago so 10 yeah. years ago it was only 58 percent of americans wanted it legalized 10 years later, it is 70% of Americans want it legalized, which means that over the course of the past decade, only 10, 12% of Americans have changed their mind or died, and then their opinion no longer counts for legalizing the cannabis plant. 
I mean, I, I, it's a good study. I mean, I think I, I think it's more than that. I, I think the, the you know just the average American. It's a thing. It's just a like drinking or coffee or you know. Unfortunately, this one has been uh, you know the, highlighted with the law enforcement, which has been uh, unfortunate when it comes to like encroaching on your personal space and in your you know your life, right? Like how many other uh things out there are your children taken away from you if like you grow it or if you had like a, a home brewery or some shit you know not you know how often do you have to tell your kids don't tell anybody about this you know like you know don't you know i'm not i'm in a place where i don't have to worry about none of this shit no more but like i've been there and it just sucks especially you know kentucky and no more ohio or mm -hmm. idaho Ooh, don't go to idaho yeah but it's the the hemp bill legalized all weed because it's mostly all thca flour how come these are still like why are they even pulling this you know but uh, uh 10 years ago was the inflection point where it was reported on october 22nd 2013 that uh more than 50 percent of americans uh, voted for it well they supported it 58 percent, and then in a decade that's just gone up to 70 percent so like these things take a while. When will it yeah. need? To, does it need to go up to like eighty four percent in another decade? Well, I don't know. what what next state needs to win, take over? Like, what do you think? Like that? That's what right? Like, it's, if we not each state down, domino. You think Texas? Texas. If Texas falls, the whole country does. Yeah, no, that's for sure. But the legislation has to initiate it, right? And if they have a lockdown on Texas politicians, no one's gonna be the one. That's like, yeah, you know, this is actually a thing that affects my people. It sure. could bring huge revenues, right? Texas is losing how much money to Mexico? A lot. Uh, a lot. Yeah. So we got a uh, former DEA. FDA. FDA. Shit. Former FDA official says he'd be shocked if F, uh, DEA doesn't reschedule cannabis nah. by uh, 2024. And um, yeah, me too. The election of 2024. So that would be a year from now. In a year, uh, our dispensary may just be getting open and uh, in only its first couple of months. And so hopefully that would be when it's rescheduled because the effective date of this, you know, there's the Hopefully that they do it for the whole tax year, because if it happens during that tax year, they would cancel it throughout the rest of that tax year. So if it happens in like September of 2024, it's like, well, it's for this tax year. It's like, okay, but it was for this, these you know, three quarters of the year, but it's the tax year, not the quarter year. So, I like um, think, well, I like it's how lawyers are. It's like, okay, that's wrong. That's not technically precise. You need three lawyers together. Nobody will ever do that shit. No, but I mean, like, I like to think when it comes to like this rescheduling and how you, you, sh you go straight to the business side of things of how like it's good for the books, right? This would be great for the books. Boom. Mm -hmm. But I think more of like it would just just like Ohio has legalized it and they're not going to have any infrastructure within the next couple months, you know, once the actual like date of legalization happens or whatever lawsuits happen in three. The thing is, this has at least taken some win as of law enforcement, right? Like now it's not a priority to go hunt down grows or people, you know, you're allowed to have 12 plants. Holy shit. And you're allowed to have two and a half ounces. That means anybody arrested or harassed and, and, and weed is the indicator. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's done. You're not even going to be a victim, right? Or you can't be because you're protected by those rules. But like, 
uh Beverly, when will it happen like that, dude? You know, it's it's still a long, long, long time. And and uh but like that's what needs to happen. I think once it's rescheduled, that could happen. We'll take the win out of law enforcement sales, right? That's what well the wind's needs. already out of law enforcement sales, but they they still yeah. don't seem to get it. Uh, who is this? This is a and what a what a wonderful name here. Um Howard Sklamberg. That's a name that you don't hear very often. Former FDA Deputy Commissioner for Global Regulatory Operations and Compliance. Yeah. And so we wanted the important regulations. We wanted to get done in election year. You wanted to get done the summer before. So hopefully next summer we see uh, the rescheduling of cannabis under Schedule 3. Then again, so once they publish and they'll be publishing... Uh, the proposed rules are published all throughout the year. And then they, the ne next one to be published for the Department of Justice is scheduled for December. Um, I don't believe it's going to be this one, but then it might be January, February. And then they publish that rule. They open up public comments. They close mm. those public comments. Then they publish it as a final rule. And then it's effective 30 days thereafter. All that, you put it together. Yeah, July, August, you know, so... Uh, hey, if you just want a cannabis license, guess who doesn't have to be a C Corp anymore unless you're doing it for exit strategy. Mm. But, you know, okay. uh, we're doing it for cash flows, which is right. one of the things that you do not want to be a C Corp for. Because if you're doing it for cash flows, you want it to be a pass through entity where you get that money flowed through to you and it's just disregarded. It's your money mm. and, and you're supposed to pay the taxes. Now, when it's a C Corp, that's not how it works because then you're mm. able to retain earnings. And then yeah. if you're going to make a distribution out to shareholders, then they have to, that's the double taxation aspect. Oh, wow. Yep. Dude. All that sexy talk, dude, about the process and... Uh, Those the people who run the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to learn more about that, right? You know, through you and, and, and especially going to this venture that we're about to. It's like, I feel like, you know, social equity in some parts could be a joke, but I think in our case, it's actually going to be beneficial. But this is the the other part is patience. And uh, it's just like that sexy talk you just got done to doing about the C Corps and uh, uh, cash flows and, and uh, uh, equity. Uh, uh, just waiting the process of just like being part of that, especially from somebody who doesn't have the two million to invest in it. Right. But uh, or whatever is needed. Uh, it's just cool to be a part of and, and see. And then I think that is in turn, like, like I didn't go to jail per se for the you know, thing, but given like my whole life was a stamp plant. So mm -hmm. yay us is all I'm saying is trying to patience. So suck hard. Well, I mean, yeah, but like this guy's just ordering his THCA online. So like, why did we even mm -hmm. do patience? Like right now we should just be selling bricks of thca weed or extract or diamonds just straight online and then taking that money and then using it to then open up the the actually regulated one and then using that money to put out of business the other one it's i mean businesses it's well, so like when you hear people defend the the hemp bill you, know, you just ask them how much money did you make on hemp last year and then that's usually why they're doing it well like right now i know people who are selling or shipping quarter pounds pounds whatever through the mail i'm like man i just and they're young and i just i wouldn't take that risk you know it's always about risk and and uh return right and just to have that ability to like detain me and put me behind bars for a minute or a day let they can alone do that with thca or they can do that i mean like the cops don't right. know 
Right, but it's not happening because these guys are whatever, whether it be in business or how they're backed. And but these young kids just doing it personal, like with grows and being a middleman. I'm like, man, I just would not want to put that kind of risk on my life right then. No, no, no you have something to live for. These yeah. guys are kids; they just want the cash. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing, and, and it's not really a good way to uh, the business side of things too. It's not a, a it's not a choice. That's how I like to think of it, right? Like, it, you people are fake when they floss, I guess, sometimes. And, you know, you, just to be left alone, I think, is the power. The, yeah. you know, no matter well, what the... Either way, we're going to see public comments. And so, like, you know, the yeah. GOP senators are saying that they shouldn't... Uh, they, they urge DEA to reject the health agency's recommendation. And, again, just 14 of them. So that's nothing. 14 out of, like, 230 is nothing. And so don't listen to them. And then six former heads of the DEA. Yeah, those guys, they probably don't want their pensions to go away because they used to do this stuff. And maybe their yeah. pensions would be jeopardized if suddenly their their position doesn't exist anymore. Um, but they they this is uh, the section that Ann Milgram had to apply as the HH. Well, Ann Milgram's the DEA administrator. The HHS secretary had to apply those eight determinative factors under 21 U.S.C. 80. Actually, that's 811. There's just an extra space there. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's moving. It'll be yeah. here by this time next year. So tune in and we'll see what happens. And more sexy conversations. That's right. And here's some stuff that we were not expecting for the year. Oh, we were expecting it. What? Uh- you believe yeah. that? Top, Top GOP Ohio lawmakers and prohibitionist groups push to overturn voter-approved marijuana legalization initiative or amend key provisions. You know, it's hard talking about Ohio in the beginning without wanting to get into this, right? Like, what WTF, man? <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I, yeah, it I only mean, I, passed fifty-seven percent to forty-three percent. That's huge. it. Just by 13%. And so they want to now make it more Ohio-centric, I believe is what um, some of them said. The statute was written by the marijuana industry and should not be treated as a cash grab for their cash crop at the expense of a state trying to emerge from the opioid epidemic. Some of the taxes actually go to fight that, which is annoying that this guy would say that. Uh, THC may consider amending the statute to classify the questionable language regarding limits for THC and tax rates. Tax rates are only 10%. That's freaking awesome. That's one of the lowest taxes. And so the prices are going to be lower than they are in my state, probably as incomparable to your state eventually. Um, But that's, that's what they want. They want to see, he wants, what does he want to do? He wants to invest in County jail construction and funding law enforcement training across Ohio. That should be the top priority to making communities safer. Just police the crime more. (laughs) <laughs> what a schmo. And that's the House Speaker, Jason Stevens. I, I, I just don't get how... I mean, this, are we just talking about money then? Are we just talking about taxes? Or they actually want to rewrite the laws? Because, you know, yeah. why is it always with the cannabis vote, you can disenfranchise the vote? You know, it, it, you know, you can... Like, no, nah, you didn't know what you wanted. Yeah. 
That's so the rules. Issue two was on fundamentally approving the new law with describing plans to pressure the legislature to repeal legislation before it's even implemented. Uh, it wasn't the same type. Uh, they didn't amend the Constitution like they did with Amendment or, or Issue One to amend the Constitution to protect the, the woman's right for mm. uh, uh, you know reproductive care. Right. But I mean, and then I, Kevin Sabat saying that it was because it was on the ballot with and I can't access X. They basically kicked me off. Um, Ohio, unlike the few ballot races, they, it was because it was on the ballot with the abortion issue. So that's the secret, everybody. If you can still get on the ballot, and a lot of people can't, uh, make sure that you get on the ballot by putting cannabis legalization next to abortion. That's I mean, the way to do it. It was all shenanigans, and, and, and that's just bullshit. That you know, the, their voters do care. The Americans, Americans who vote, care about this. That's why I say the seventy percent thing. It kills me. It's just. It's just so sad how we were able to disenfranchise every like person who's a cannabis consumer who thinks like, oh, this is something that's a, a right or something that you should be allowed to do. And, you know, this jackass always has something something to say about why people are wrong about weed. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, you know what? It's probably because of this other uh, shit that I wasn't expecting this week. It says, and this is from neurosciencenews.com. Cannabis use linked to enhanced empathy. So those those people that are not you know supporting the cannabis plant may not have this enhanced empathy. So regular cannabis users are demonstrating greater empathetic understanding of others compared to non-users. Brain imaging indicates enhanced connectivity in the anterior cingulate cortex, a region related to empathy among cannabis users. And the study's findings may inform potential treatments for social interaction def deficits and various psychological conditions. And that is published in the Journal of Neuroscience Research. Now, imagine when they're able to actually do the science. That's the I thing. Think, they have yeah. only been able to look for the harm for the past 50 years. And stuff what? like this comes out. I thought you were gonna say nature.com though, man. I mean, like, cause it, it's, I mean, you're, you're talking about feelings now. You're saying like more cannabis consumers and why is empathy, a, is this a bad or good thing? I mean, what are we trying to, uh, I guess, decipher here? But yep. I mean, what, we, we care more? Issue two was just statutory, not constitutional. And so they can change that law in Ohio. Uh, and then when they are changing that law in Ohio, remember, they might need to use the product to have better empathy toward the people they're trying to fuck over. I mean, that's seriously a, a huge, weird uh, reach. It seems reaching to me. <laughs> oh, it, a lot of stuff about the cannabis is reaching. Is that you? I have no idea. Like, uh, I'm sometimes Google listens and then starts playing stuff. Oh, I heard you got some stock news. Oh, oh you want to be with me stream? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. There's one more uh, shit that I wasn't expecting, and then we can get into uh, some name that strain and then do some financial news. Right. This one was interesting, and I did not see that coming. Sometimes the, the shit that I didn't see coming is actually not ironic. So traces of cannabis in human bones suggest 17th century Italians, also pronounced Italians, were recreational pot users. Scientists examined nine femoral bones, those are femurs in plural, I'm assuming, from people who lived in the 1600s in Milan, which is also pronounced Milan. 
So you're saying the Titans had an endocannabinoid system? I'm saying that um, the dudes in Italy were getting baked back when the Renaissance was happening. However, back in 1484, Pope Innocence VII, as you always want to take directions from somebody who's innocent, passed a bull or a papal decree labeling cannabis unholy and banning its use among the faithful. Hmm. You won't do this if you believe in the guy that I get to talk to and you don't. During the time of the Inquisition, medicinal and hallucinogenic herbs were associated with magic and witchcraft. Wasn't Spain, though, like had hemp cells and whatnot at the same time? Uh, back then, I think the Moors, no, the Moors got kicked out of Spain in 1492. So um, that was pretty close. Yeah, 1484 or so. Uh, but then they're talking about the 1600s. E- either way, it just means that people in Italy, especially in the um, 17th century, which would be the 1600s, uh, the Renaissance, uh, well, a little later Renaissance, they, uh, they may have been using cannabis. Right. According to the Journal of Archaeological Science. Well, you know, in the endocannabinoid system, it's in the nervous system, it's in your bone structure. It's, you know, part of this, part of us. Mm-hmm. Right on. And with that, let's look at some weed and guess what it is. Oh, pretty. That is a pretty one. I think it's also an exotic. It has to be. It's a 2022 strain. Weed is now like cars. There's new strains every year. Right? I like that purple, though. Or would you call it purple? I would, I would say. It's, uh, it's got a purple hue to it, definitely. Yeah. I love the name, though. Uh, probably has a little bit of its um, parents in that in that purple. That's uh, a Sherbert and Jealousy. This one has three parents, and it's by Seed Junkie. It's Biscotti, crossed with Sherbert, crossed with Jealousy. F2. So uh, Biscotti and Sherbert had a kid, and then they crossed it with Jealousy. And that's what this strain is. This strain has evidently super strong notes of velvet skunk, new car, fuel, and mint. Lingers on your mouth. This indica hybrid is great for after-work activities, which may uh, go with its name. Hmm. Well, like the leaf. That's not even trimmed, though, is it? No, that's that was that may not even be harvested yet, or that might just be freshly harvested before it's even been uh, manicured to get rid of the sugar leaves to take another picture photo session. Mm. Looks tasty, though. Oh yeah, right. And it's a seed junkie genetics. That is biscotti and sherbet crossed with jealousy. F two, and it is a. A small. There's there's an MF in this. There you go. Somebody says they're an indica guy. So am I. Yep. This is uh, an indica. It's a new one. And they actually say it's a cookie strain. It's one of the cookie seed junkies um, uh, mashups that they did. All right. Oh, nope. Nobody's going to get that. All right. So let's just kind of tell them and then we can move on some financial news because that's what everybody came here for not to guess pictures of weed (laughs) financial news uh adios mother oh mf adios mf is what that is and uh you can go ahead we know what you mean yeah yeah you put it in my head without saying it cookie strain bred by seed junkie genetics biscotti and sherbert 
crossed with the Jealousy F2. And uh, adios MF. Indica hybrid, great for after work activities. That might put you to sleep. Hey, you know, I like a good Indica that makes you regret smoking it. You know, you're just kind of like, fuck. Got shit to do now, but now I got to feel like that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good Indica when it knocks you down. And you cannot buy it in Illinois. It is not for sale. But hang on a second. We can get a an eighth of LA Kush Cake for almost $40, which is a 30% discount, by the way. Uh, here is a um, Tunnel Vision Hybrid. Are those That's Illinois prices? 45. Yeah, these are Illinois prices right there. 45 bones. These are pre-tax. And so uh, mm-hmm. out the door, that $40 eighth will be closer to 60. Yeah. Yep. That's one of the reasons why the guy down the street still got a job in this state. Yeah. But, you know, eventually it'll, it'll fade out. I mean, like like here in Washington State, the uh, traditional market is uh, it's not as, as, as flourishing as, uh, you know, all these stores that we have. You know, people are, you know, paying their rents. So, but, you know, and as long as we have limited states, it's going to be still this messy animal. Like, there's no real federal legalization yet. There's no one simple thing yet so far because uh we got all the different little fiefdoms you know going on what 25 now 24 24 fiefdoms but well still yeah. 23 until december 7th and when ohio will become uh legal so that's uh, something you have to recall is that uh, there are effective dates uh, you're not going to be able to go buy it immediately in ohio Unfortunately, you might be able to grow it because I think they do allow home grow. I need to con- uh, confirm that when I review the rules and the law again. But that is great because then you can start growing it and the medical patients can go buy it. And then they have to figure out a way to get those medical licenses turned on for rec. I think they got six months to do that. Hmm. Did you know Ohio doesn't sell eighths? They sell tenths. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to start selling eighths with adult use, but with medical because of the way mm. their um, uh, program works, they still will probably use tenths, which what is weird. Strange. Yeah. Just like, why though? I mean, can't keep it traditional. Can't keep it like, you, you know, can't like, say that it's metric because then why is it announces? I mean, I get a quarter pound of cheese. Can't you just get a quarter pound of weed? <laughs> no, that is beyond your possession limit. Uh, two and a half ounces. Four right, right. I'm saying the law limits two and a half. Him, sir, he is a criminal. <laughs> you know, say quarter pound sprints. Yeah, Royale with cheese. <laughs> That's right. And we got some stock news that we can now cover because there was a, a big week of stock news as it's earnings season. market report Very daily good. hit daily hit comes out one of the big stories out of the daily hit from the top taxes received 132 applications OTAC that's right there you go all right yeah well that means that taxes can only have one percent THC with just that there was still 132 applications for these dispensary business permits do you know how much one application cost to apply for in Texas, seven thousand eight hundred dollars. It was maybe it was like seven thousand five. It was between seven thousand five hundred and eight thousand dollars, and non-refundable. Right? Non-refundable. That's right. Yeah. And then if you get it, you're 
pretty much glorified hemp. And so you could have just done yeah. none of that and then sold all the THCA and Delta-8 vapes and THCA like shatter that you wanted, like probably at just a regular store without any type of security compliance or like blueprints that you have to get approved by the regulators who come out and like check that you're actually compliant before they allow you to start doing the cannabis you know, commerce. Mm. Um, yeah. And so still 132 dispensary applications went into Texas. Texas, why do you hate freedom? Why do you hate money? But they, I mean, they again, like it's the whole uh, absurdity of it all. Like they, there's a shitload of hemp stores in Texas. Mm. But again, they're, they're, they're losing out on so much. And uh, it really would be nice if like their uh, legislation would, you know, cause, I mean, they're a purple state. I don't understand how these Ohio's now ahead of Texas. Like they just like sit in the 1930 for whatever reason. Like they sure do. And they only have. 68,600 medical patients in the state of Texas with about 35 million uh, inhabitants, probably because it's just a 1% THC. It's not even weed. It's not even medical marijuana. It's just hemp. And then not even like the good hemp, like the THCA hemp. It's just low THC hemp. So you know, is this whole uh, model that they have under the Compassionate Use Program in uh, Texas, preempted by the 2018 Farm Bill because it says 1% THC. Like, and it's like, I'm sorry, you're only allowed to look at the Delta 9. You're not allowed to look at the THC. Just this one particular chemical in this statutory definition. But the, I wonder the traffic just to New Mexico, though. Like when we were there, that was, they had some great weed and then they're losing out and just like regular people have an opportunity like to do business you know or just business. any people like yeah. even if they are regular because if they're going to make it highly regulated and it's going to cost two million dollars to open a dispensary at least they're still going to get um entrepreneurs that are going to put together their money and, and try to get open for business however the texas legislature only meets five months every other year and no the state has no citizen petition system to get proposed laws on the ballot for voters to decide making it one of the toughest states in which to enact significant reforms. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, definitely if the Texas broke, it would be the, the biggest domino, right? Because they're so big, too. Five months every other year. That's no insane. legislation on the ballot. Uh, like, Schedule 3, there's going to be lawsuits. That's how Texas is going to get medical weed. Lawsuits to allow that THC limit to go up. What, what a small time, like, the... Like for them to meet and actually have policy for Texas, maybe that's why the grid's so bad, right? Like, you know, there's like a small window. That's, is that why they spend most of their time on DC then? Because they don't have to be local to to actually create things for their their state, <laughs> you know, their their actual infrastructure. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. Yep, this guy's like, it's cool if it costs two million. There's always gonna be some rich white. Actually, you could have just like deleted the word white and said rich dude. Like, yeah, rich people are all different colors, and then that's female. Yeah, and well, and then that's like you know, seeing the investment side of things. Like I, I used to assume the same thing, right? You're going to have all these cure leaves and all these other uh, mystery uh, MSOs involved, but then you also have people who are coming in from traditional market, right? And they need to find a way to put this money into uh, legal means, right? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's a still in a sense a you can open a brewery. And that brewery's going to cost over two mil. 
Yeah. You can open a restaurant in Chicago or Houston and spend $5 million because of the value of property and how opulent you build something. Well, in business is different too, when it comes to like the plant and anything where it's like, when I used to buy from and, and think I'm going to be like a, a store myself, like I'm going to buy a quarter pound, flip it, get some money. You know, I was able to pay rent, but if you're going to actually make like something that you, a, a business, you know, like a store, you know, there's going to be all these other regulations, like every other store it has to face, like, you know, whether it be the, the building code or the right. permit regulations. Yeah. Imagine if of- like only pizzerias didn't have to comply with the health inspector because pizza was for whatever reason through a definitional and federal law not considered food yeah you know it, it's one of those where it's like wait you don't have to do any of the regulation okay hmm. well, it, 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 yeah. it, it can be messy but it can also be good like i think what we're about to embark on it just it's the it fucking take forever part like like when i get that first check dude it's gonna be sweet of having like this first like caught up income because I want to reinvest it and do something more. Like I said, with the lab and the and, and uh, the the content for us here, oh, labs labs are not cheap, and there's no. no social equity for labs. And so, like, oh I've no, no, um, labs are not- expensive. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, if well, the equipment is expensive, what you're paying for, yeah. yeah it, and that's what, as a technician, someone who's been doing it for electronics for the past almost uh, 15 years. Uh, I can bring that study, but I wanted to like, you know, knowledge is what's empowering, right? And that's why the more I can teach other people about like what we're looking at when we talk about percentage of THC or, you know, cannabinoids, you know, I don't, I, I'm not into the big, uh, I'm more into the equipment and, and, and show people what, you know, if we had it all like the same level of testing and, and the same type and the same process, see, then we can trust that percentage of THC. We can, you know, you can trust True. what you're looking at. Yeah, like this, uh, this trail magic, I don't know if there's really five milligrams in this. Like, I don't know how thoroughly regulated it is. I know that it's licensed through the state of Minnesota, so it's more thoroughly regulated than other things, but it's not as thoroughly regulated as if it had to go. But then, you know, the people, they, they jigger with lab results, even in legal states where it's real you know there's always bullshit hurdles it's, it's just like the and then some of it is precaution some of it will you know prevent you from getting diarrhea whatever the fuck you know from getting sick right that's a lot of these like we hope the fda's people who are compliant are actually like you know looking out for your best interest but sometimes it's not you know i've worked with enough shitty people i've cut enough corners for other people that i understand like you just can't trust fucking everything so sometimes you gotta know you gotta learn about yourself and then and, and, uh you know have an understanding speaking of uh bad news uh leafly and so leafly might be going towards bankruptcy here if this trend continues Uh, their client count fell 15 percent from the previous quarter they lost 2.2 million dollars just go rip up 2.2 million dollars and try to keep your job next quarter see if see how that goes for you uh overall revenues were down to 10.6 million year over year from 11.8 million and down also uh, on the second quarter of the year. Uh, so there you go. A client loss of 795 accounts falling to 446, 4,466. That's it. Those 4,446 dispensaries powering Leafly, that's mm-hmm. it. So if all those dispensaries find a better uh, e-com solution than Leafly, it's gone. It's called Yelp. 
Uh, Yelp is not an e-com solution for weed. But then they did jack their price. Nope. Yes, they did. And so not only are you with Leafly, you're now paying about $100 more a month uh, for it. So now Leafly costs on average for a dispensary $644 a, a month. Well, Leafly and Weed Maps used to have the, the lockdown when it came to the search engine and finding stores. But, um, you know, uh, when I was at Canacon uh, like years ago, dude, um, pre-pandemic, Yelp was at one of these things, you know, these guys were armed, strong, strong arming uh, dispensaries, pot shops, whatever they want to call them, because they were the only uh, one putting their name on the Internet and, and, and grouping it and mapping it and stuff. But, you know, uh, now you can pay the like ten dollars, twenty dollars, you know, just now like your regular store now, which mm -hmm. is, um, you know, you're paying, you know, these are just websites that got bad managed at one point now, I guess. No, it's, it's difficult to do e-com in cannabis because there are competing against like Dutchy as well. And, and then you have other competitors besides just Leafly and Dutchy. And then there's other startups where you can we could build our own e-com site for the um, dispensary. And then I know SEO really well, so I could build out the e-com site. But then it's just one of those things where what payment provider you're actually going to be able to use. And that yeah. makes it really difficult. But you know, that would save, um, what, $644 a month? Not really that much. You'd probably have a different solution that you're paying $300 for or something. Well, you're, you're, you're paying for those guys to be part of that uh, group search engine. So you can do the marijuana near me search. But now Google will pull most things up uh, for the most part, like liquor stores near me or whatever. Well, you know. if it's, yeah, and then as it becomes more and more legal, so if it's a Schedule 3 substance and you actually have a license, uh, maybe Google would be more okay with fulfilling those orders. I mean, just like how Amazon's gotten into pharmacies. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a matter of time, you know, uh, to all these guys want to be part of it. But, like, you know, again, Leafly and WeMaps, they came up the same time when I, I first started blogging. When you and I first met, you know, there was that was they were the other websites for blogs at the time, you know, and then they ventured into like ecom, yeah, and then they, they're publicly traded now, and so they've gotten into compliance with net the Nasdaq listing, doing you know ten million a quarter, forty million a year. It's real money, but yeah. they're losing like four million a year. So you're in a hole after that, you know. And I don't know how they're in such a hole. And again, you're just a website. I mean, if there's overhead, sure, like staffing, but where is that million dollars going? You know, uh, see this guy, he needs to understand, like, why are people making a big deal with like Ohio legalizing or your state legalizing if the THCA hemp bill uh, loophole allows it to be legal in all 50 states? Why are legislatures trying to tax it? You know, it's, a, it's not just because and then the people that usually are advocating for the THCA side are making money on it. And the people advocating for you know, one set of rules for the, the cannabis plant when it is coming to its uh, usage in your body for uh, uh, what do they call it? recreational or medicinal psychoactive use. Uh, why don't they have one set of rules for that? You know, we don't have there's not like a whole different loophole for alcohol it's like yeah mm. but if the ethyl alcohol is made in china you have to no, well, not, not like that but like it's it, the regulators that you know the lawmakers that defined it were clueless and so what right. they were trying to do with the regulation is completely undermined by that current definition
you're still talking about infrastructure rules and like the law enforcement, right? Like every if this is the case, it takes someone to have to like start growing it in their backyard, maybe get arrested, and now you're gonna have a contingent like you know court. Should all, nobody should get arrested. Like, but then if you want to start doing the commercial aspect of it, there shouldn't be. Uh, two lanes for the same product. There should be one set of rules for that product, but nobody sure. should be getting arrested. Right. And then that's what like Ohio now has that parity. They're going to be, you know, less uh, empowered, but yet still Kentucky and even in uh, other states, right? Like the, the bud tenor I talked about uh, in New York in the legal state, he's going to get extradited to Pennsylvania for a weed case. Like this guy's been detained. I, I haven't heard any updates, but you know, for more than a week, two weeks at the time when I talked about it. So there's still people's lives being fucked with, right? The uh, people with like citizenship issues, you know, I got the woman here in Washington state who can't technically own a store because she's not, you know, even though she won the license and did all the process and, you know, that's, it just costs money to make this kind of stuff. And yet you're going to neglect or on bad faith, take away people's rights over, just plant as a law, which is ridiculous. It should only be the tax thing, right? That we talked about that. Uh, that could get you. Code. Yeah, you didn't pay your taxes or you're doing it without a license. Just like yeah. we can't go start selling liquor downstairs. And hey, I, I hear John Cleese is uh, in, in town tonight. And so I'm going to just, you know, start selling beer outside of the, uh, the, the auditorium. Be like, hey, uh, cheaper beer here than when you get in there. Do you have a license <laughs> to do that? No, I do not. Yeah. Um, well, it is. I mean, but you think about it, like, like the, for most people, and I, and I get it, like the hustle, right? When you're at school and like you're that one kid who buys a bag of candy and shares all, sells all the gum in that bag for like a dollar a piece or whatever. And all the kids buy it from you. Now you walk away with like a hundred thousand profit because, you know, percent because you, you bought that bag for like a dollar fifty and then you sold all the game, you know, but then like the, in the adult world. It's not that bag that gets you. You got to have a lot of those bags to sell to a lot of people. And then, and when you get that profit, some of it goes to local agencies. You know, that's, that's the, you know, this is the hard part. We, we, we have to, you know, when you're out there buying shit, you, parts of it's going to your local uh, facility, unless it's a, a handshake deal or something that fell off the back of a truck in the back alley. Right. Yeah, I mean, that stuff that fell off the back of a truck probably fell off in Oklahoma or California, and it's going to that one guy who's probably not paying his taxes. And you know, I don't know if it was checked for mold, but whatever. Let's just go ahead and talk about the Green Thumb Industries. They uh, mm-hmm. released their third quarter results this past week. They are uh, one of those reverse traded, so they are on um, the Toronto Stock Exchange or the CSE. Uh, they actually increased their revenue only by 9%. Uh, they did make a small profit, I want to say. Cash flow from 61, uh, cash of the quarter should be purchased. Net income, there it is. Net income was 11 million or a 0.5, a nickel a share. So they made a nickel mm-hmm. a share and and these guys will not play fair. Uh, no. They won't like, you know, so you think that it's one of these things where somebody's got a dispensary license is like, hey, the THCA. And then the, some people that have those licenses are like, I need all of them. So like that's like True Leaf in Florida or, yeah. like, it, you know, it, stuff doesn't move very fast in Illinois. You won't get licensed very quickly because these guys have quarterly profits and shareholders are everywhere. 
And same yeah. thing's happening in Maryland. I heard the Maryland governor has like $1.25 million of green um, industries stock. Oh, that's right. Product. And, and as a result, uh, these um, things, these, these uh, things called money, uh, influence what happens in the industry. Surprise, surprise. I mean, the, it's eventually going to shape up to the point where uh, the market will even out and, and things won't be so expensive for the participating people. But right now, it's, it's, not, it's costly, right? Like, I can't quit my day job just because we want a license. We're going through the no. process of like uh you're and maybe, again like even if you want a license it would still be your day job you would just have a different yeah. day job. it's you're not on easy street exactly so i mean uh it, 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 it's all fucking rigorous and timely that's it's, that's the only thing. patience is the you know we're still a lot better off than we were though you know oh, it, yeah. it, it, so but then even that this is like one of the only profitable uh companies that are actually reporting their earnings and they still don't have it by the balls. You know, they still are doing everything they can to keep their own market share at uh, the regulatory level to prevent sure. other uh, uh, newcomers from coming in. And so like in Ohio, uh, who are they going to give licenses to for cultivation now? Just 40 social equity growers that only get 5,000 square feet of canopy space each. That would be like two of their regular licenses that have 100,000 square feet of canopy. So they're just gonna allow two new licenses. They're gonna split them up over 40 people they know don't have any money. And then yeah. they're only gonna allow them to have a 5,000 square feet of canopy, which might only make 3,000 pounds of weed, which might only be worth $9 million a year. They do that in a, in a month, you know? And so they just create a different class within the industry it's it's there's regulations and bullshit all over the place yeah and it's also do you want to be part of the grow do you want to be the store you know tech, you know even though i had cannabis in my life all my life and i, you know, I used to sell there's there's no way i would think like i could be a grower you know <laughs> i i think being part of a store is gonna be cool and, and right. understanding that part of the of the industry because that's what what this is eventually gonna become stores you grow your own but then, yeah, like, yeah. a lot of people might be like, oh, that's great. That's great. And they just might not be all that impressed with it. I don't think, I'm sure I won't be as impressed with the stuff that I grow in two years and I'm grow, growing now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I hope to have more time to do something. I got plenty of seeds now. So I'm in a good spot. But uh, uh, I just think that for, you know, just like owning a liquor store or owning a, a restaurant, you know, there's, I don't have a business degree, but it's going to be definitely, you know, and like we're talking about the MSOs, these guys are actually dumping money and created like uh, hedge funds or whatnot that are trying to, you know, there's people with retarded money out there who think, oh, I'll just throw a hundred thousand here and there. And those people who were able to create those MSOs, the Cure Leafs and GTIs, you know, these, uh, they take that original fund and they try and, you know, like, it's like the Amazon when it, when, it, when it began, you know, it was black for how many years? And now it's the corporate evil monster that it is, you know, it started out selling books, right? It was fucking crazy. The evolution of that too. But Hey man, it's been a little bit of time and thanks for hanging out with us. 280. Yeah. That is our show. Hey, come see Miggy and I over at MJ BizCon. That's right. If you use coupon code Mita 10, that's M I T A 10. 
you can come see us. And so uh, come on over to MJ BizCon. That is November 28th through December 1st at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, that is not it, but here is where we'll be. We'll be by the Elevation Bar and Lounge over there in uh, booth number 6445. So come check us out at booth 6445 at uh, the MJ Biz, which is in two weeks. Exciting stuff right after Thanksgiving. So clean your bong. Clean your bong, everybody. We'll see you in Vegas and next week. Yeah, buddy. Later. <laughs>